DF Voices, conversations over a cuppa with Dementia Forward, care and support for life. Well, hello there. I'm Fiona Andrews and welcome to DF Voices, the official podcast for Dementia Forward. We're having a chat over a cuppa with the people who are making a difference to the lives of our friends, colleagues and family who are living with dementia. And my guest today does this by the absolute bucket load. Karen Thomas is one of the Dementia Support Advisors at Dementia Forward. And so welcome, Karen. Hello, Fiona. Thank you for having me. Oh, do you know what? I've just been wanting to speak to you like this for so long. After our conversation a couple of weeks ago, I just can't stop thinking about the great stuff that you do. But first of all, Karen, do you have a cup of tea there? Because it's essential that you have your cup of tea on these podcasts. I do. I've got a big mug of tea. Well, probably we're not going to give you that much time to drink your tea because I'm hoping that you're going to be talking a lot because uh, I'm going to really struggle trying to capture all of the fabulous work that you do, to be quite honest with you, and the small amount of time that we've got here. Just start off, Karen, by telling us how are things going for you in lockdown? Where are you and who have you got around you? Well, for me in lockdown, I'm, I'm at home. I would normally work at Burton Leonard at the hub there. So I started to work from home in March and at the moment in this lockdown, I have a husband and two boys in the house. My eldest has come back from university. He's 21. And we've got a lockdown birthday coming up for my youngest, who will be 19 in a couple of days. Oh. Um, and we're up in Grantley. So we're just outside Ripon, quite close to Fountains Abbey. I mean, everywhere in North Yorkshire is just great, isn't it? Yeah, it's all gorgeous. Oh, so Karen, it's all different working from home, isn't it? And, and you're a dementia support advisor. Just tell us a little bit about what that job entails. What is it that you do? Well, basically, our job is to support people with dementia, people affected by dementia, families and friends. And pre-COVID, we would, when a referral comes in, we go out to people's houses and visit them there so that we can get a quick snapshot picture of what their life is like, because we try and support, well, we do support individuals in a sort of person-centered way so that we're not generically giving out lots of information. We give out information as and when people need it. And in that, in that way, we need to have established a relationship. So a home visit will allow us to establish that relationship quickly. So when a person phones Dementia Forward, they are allocated a support advisor. And obviously, I am one of those. So my first point of call would be to ring, to talk through what problems people might be having, or just to explain that we're here if they need us. Then I would visit. And then from then on, we, we provide information as and when people require it. We signpost to different organisations that might be of help for them at that time in their lives. And then we're just a constant person that they can call, whether they want emotional support, whether they you know, need advice, whether they'd like us to talk to a family member. We just keep an ongoing relationship in that sense. I mean, the work that you do is absolutely essential. And one of the reasons why we wanted to do uh, these podcasts was to actually highlight the stuff that our dementia support advisors do, because a lot of it goes kind of um, under the radar because you're doing your home visits. So you're going into somebody's house and very privately you're picking the issues that are going on there. And then kind of behind the scenes again, you're just working with the family to try and off that ongoing support, practical and emotional. I know that you mentioned emotional support and that is absolutely vital, I think, for the type of work that you do. I think it's as important as the practical support that you do. Would you agree to that? 
Yes, definitely. I think, you know, we, we probably don't talk about it loudly because I think a lot of it is very, it's a real privilege that people trust us with their situations and, you know, some things can be very private, very difficult to talk about. We talk to all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds and communities and, you know, some people struggle with a stigma of, of not being able to remember or having dementia and we try and keep that kind of level of, of trust, I suppose. But at the same time, you know, I think I think probably what, what we do can be valuable to people just to know that there's somebody that they can speak to at the other end of the phone. Most definitely, because it can be a very lonely journey, this dementia journey, can't it? And a lot of the times, especially when I hear how clients have been sort of shoved from pillar to post by various organisations who are trying to do their best, but obviously they're only um, specialised in one particular area. So it's that to and and fro and not really quite knowing. I know that when you're elderly as well, that can be quite difficult. I think about my own parents trying to navigate the whole pathway that doesn't really seem to be consistent a lot of the time. But you're an advocate for people. You actually do all of that, don't you? Well, I think we can, one of our roles is to be the person that makes sense of all that in the middle. So a family who would experience a diagnosis within the family, say, then they can have calls from all sorts of different people. They can have spoken to consultants at the memory clinic, nurses, GPs about medication, all sorts of different people feeding in to help them. And I think part of what Dementia Forward do is by providing a support advisor who is their specific person, the same person each time. And because it's about being in relationship, then I think that we can make sense of all those people around them and we can be that central point. But we're kind of not precious either. So I think it's if somebody needs help and they need advice, then it doesn't matter which of us they speak to. But the point is that within the charity, we would then tell that support advisor what's happening because then you've always got somebody that knows where that family is at. I think being non-judgmental is very important and um, it's a safe space that we can create. You know, emotionally, it's okay to be upset, you know, to cry, to need to discuss it. And then from our perspective, it's great if we're able to help somebody just that tiny little bit on this journey that's so difficult. Yeah, definitely. And I'd like to just talk about a specific group of people who um, sometimes go a little bit unnoticed. And that is people who are under the age of 65, which is what we call young onset dementia. And you run a specific group, don't you, uh, for Dementia Forward and for these people who have been diagnosed with uh, younger dementia. Just tell me a little bit about the group that you run and the things that you do, Karen. Okay, so we call this group the Time Out Together group. In pre-COVID times, it would operate every every Wednesday. We'd go out every week for a day of well-being. We would take about 10 people with young onset dementia out for a day of well-being simply to have a nice day out, really. By kind of spending time with us in a group, we found that it creates a space where, where people can be themselves. So they're within a peer group. It kind of allows them a social interaction with people. They can make friends. We, there's a lot of in-house banter. We go and we visit a lot of places of interest. So there's some really meaningful activity. Um, and it gives people something that belongs to them it's theirs they go home and they can tell their loved ones about what they've been doing and have 
a connection with us themselves um, as well as peers. We go out sort of from Harrogate within a, an hour's radius of Harrogate. So we all go in the bus together. We have music playing. Uh, we have a laugh in the bus. There's lots of chatter and conversation and people support each other. And then it's kind of just all about having time together. And then, and then at home, loved ones are having some respite as well. And I've been so, with you... Yeah. And your group when you've when you've been out on occasions and I am struck by how um, how much fun there is during the day and how much people seem very very relaxed it's really to me like just a group of mates just hanging out together and I suppose that's a, that's exactly what you want yeah. to achieve isn't it that is the atmosphere that yeah I think that we do achieve and it's also a safe space so for people who are maybe struggling to word find or struggling with speech the chances are there's somebody else in that group also struggling with the same thing and it doesn't matter how long it takes to say something it's almost like the their dementia is kind of leveled out into you know this is my group it's fine I don't need to be all singing or dancing I can just be myself and have a nice time mm-hmm. and and I think that the fact that we connect with different parts of our local community every week we're kind of raising awareness as well about mm. young onset, which is important because it's a different experience, I think. Mm. Having said that, I think every single person's uh, experience is completely different. But for younger people, it can it can affect them in different ways. You know, it could be that they've got elderly parents that they're still looking after. They might still be paying mortgage. Spouses might still be going out to work. Friends will be going out to work. Social groups are, are different. They change with their ability of what they, you know, are able to take part in and things like that. So, so it means that we can offer those same things in a safe, fun place, really. Mm. And it's really great that we've got the minibus as well because it makes it sort of a, an, an adventure every single time you go yeah. out, doesn't it? So yeah. I know that you said that you pick everybody up and then they all come back to the hub and you probably have a cup of coffee and a biscuit or something before you go out and then you're off on your day's adventure. Because, of course, if you're younger, you want to do different things, don't you? You want to, you know, I would imagine, well, what, what kind of age range are, are the people who are in the group? Um, I think the youngest person we have in the group is 54 and then the age will range to 65. But um, obviously at the moment with lockdown and covid and you know we can't go out together we can't be a group together in that same way so it's been difficult to kind of be able to support people in the same way so that has changed over the last 10 months and it it will come back but that's been quite difficult to manage because technology is great but it doesn't tick all the boxes Mm. for our clients so for example for the people that aren't able to verbalize easily you know, there's a lot of communication that goes on in other ways, you know, facial communication, but also, you know, we could elbow them uh, in a friendly way, or we could point to things and, you know, we can actually interact and communicate in different ways, which we can't do when it comes to a a Zoom call. It's two-dimensional and and very difficult. So, So we lose a lot of what we can do for people. It's difficult for clients to be able to to work with Zoom on their own, they generally need somebody with them to help them to interact with the computer as well. Um, so we we kind of feel we don't see them as much as we'd like to, yeah. you know, their personalities, and it's difficult. 
we still connect to different communities. You know, we've got Wet Wheels Yorkshire that supports us, Golfing Society that supports us. We've got Nitro, you know, all sorts of people that have joined us on Zoom calls, shown us interesting things and shared our time together. And these wonderful organisations, they obviously, because we've worked with them in the past, they know how important it is, the work that we do. Yeah, and I appreciate that Zoom isn't for everybody, but at least it's just something. But yeah. my concerns, Karen, are that, you know, this last year, it's a long time is a year when you're living with dementia and things will have changed. I know that, you know, we will at some point get back to normal um, in inverted commas, but what do you think might have happened during that time when people who have onset dementia have not had access to services like ours face-to-face? Um, I think there's been some decline. I would imagine that we won't have all the people returning to us in the same way, simply because we're a very active group and it could be that somebody has physically declined and they won't be able to join us anymore. But having said that, we support people to find an alternative if that were the case. But the, the lack of kind of social stimulation and activity I think has really taken its toll generally on people and and for carers as well you know there's really no respite yeah and we're, we're all finding lockdown difficult I mean I I'm mourning about it all the time but you know having that layer of dementia sort of lying on top of it um just had has that added sort of stress doesn't it if somebody is living with young onset dementia and they haven't accessed our services what would you say to them now Karen I would say call the helpline because we're still there we're still there for people to ring uh, and to speak to and to offer the support that you mentioned at the beginning which doesn't necessarily need to be practical support although we still can offer practical support at this time uh, but emotional support may be a little bit more during lockdown times you know we help to signpost people if they you know they might be entitled to some benefits Mm -hmm. we support people who don't have a diagnosis as well so we can discuss the benefits of having a diagnosis and I think that in terms of people with young onset you know we're really trying to raise awareness that this Mm. is a a different experience Mm. and whether or not they want to be part of the group or not we can support um in the same way that we would take it in a person-centered way yeah most definitely we've spoken that these people are not just clients are they 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 end up becoming friends don't they so friends of ours not just friends together friends of, of ours, um, of, of the support advisors and, and the people who work for Dementia Forward, the people on the helpline, everybody, don't they? Yeah, we're kind of all in it together, I guess. Yeah, you know, we, we are. We try and just support as best we can, yeah. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Do you know, Karen, the work that you guys are doing, um, I can't speak highly enough of it because it needs to be spoken about. And that's why I'm so pleased that you've joined me here today on DF Voices. We are going to talk again because I need to hear more about what you're doing and also when these services start up again we'll be talking about how things have changed and and what what we're doing sort of to to move forward is that okay absolutely and i have let my tea go cold (laughs) i said said that you wouldn't be able to drink a lot because uh, i'd be asking you too much stuff (laughs) oh karen thomas our brilliant dementia support advisor Thank you. You're so very kind. Speaking to me today. So anybody who would like to speak to Karen, to speak to one of our support advisors, to get any advice about dementia in general, 
uh, or more specifically people who are living with young onset dementia, remember that you can give us a call on Audible 3005785592. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And keep listening out to DF Voices, the official podcast for Dementia Forward. And we will see you next time. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. If you need our support, please call the Dementia Forward helpline on 03300 578 592. Care and support for life.